You obviously know Kung Fu. Hey everyone, this is Max Huang. I play Kung Lao in the Mortal Kombat movie 2021, and you're listening to Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. <laughs> Returning to the show today, playing Kung Lao in the new Mortal Kombat movie, Max Wong. Max, thank you so much for coming back to the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Thank you, man. It's been a while. Thanks for having me again. Awesome. <laughs> it's great to have you back. Um, Mortal Kombat it has been a, an amazing journey so far, I'm sure. Uh, let me know, though, um, how is the film being received by the general public? Uh, that's a good question. I think overall, a very positive uh, from what I've read. And, you know, obviously there are always people who criticize things. I, I'm, quite, I'm quite happy with the result and, and what we have com- uh, accomplished. So, yeah, man, it's, um, it's awesome because we're right now number one at the box office in the States and I think worldwide as well. So it's, it's just amazing to, to be part of something, a project like this. And um, who, who would have known i mean uh that you know uh, a small kid from from germany <laughs> you know would one one day be in a hollywood film so yeah it's been a it's been a journey and uh a journey's not over yet it's just starting yeah absolutely um and uh, speaking of that um what was it like having to make this uh film with the pandemic hanging over you guys because it's a, a phenomenal accomplishment to to be number one at the box office given what we're going through right now so what was it like for you uh having to uh work and, and film in this well we shot the big chunk of it before the pandemic pandemic hit us so that was uh, a blessing and also an advantage because you know i've seen other films they had to stop shooting um because the pandemic just hit them and so we we were really lucky with with the the time frame that we hit um we did a couple of reshoots uh last year when um covid virus was uh, you know it's still there so but um yeah we didn't get affected too much by it good 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 now uh you you did mention that there there are, were probably some detractors uh in the uh the fan base there um were those detractors that rabid Mortal Kombat fan base? <laughs> uh, I think Mortal Kombat, you know, the the fan base is they're pretty hardcore, like they're straight to the point. That's but that's one thing I I really appreciate because that way, as a filmmaker, as an actor, you you get the the feedback like straight in, in into your face, basically, right? And so I think as an actor or a filmmaker, it's it's part of the job to to work with that. Because you give something and then you you receive something, right? That's kind of what it is. But man, I'm cool with it because uh, for Kung Lao, the reviews and the comments have been like absolutely 100% positive. I haven't received one comment that was like in any way negative. So if you hear this, don't do it on purpose. Don't send me anything. <laughs> don't want to be the first one. Um so yeah, um, you know, obviously, no movie is perfect, right? 
And we all know that. I think what we did with this one is we tried to set the tone for something that we can build up in the future. And, um, you know, uh, for the next one, if, if we uh, will get the opportunity, we, we, of course, we will try to make it even better. So for this one, we, I think everyone just put their heart and soul into this project. And you can also, that's one of the things that you can, I think, tell from the film that, you know, all of the actors, the director, the producer, they were so much involved with uh, their whole heart and um, into this project. So if we get another chance to do a second one or maybe build a whole universe, then um, we will always give our best and um, learn from mistakes we made and try to make it even better in the future. Absolutely. I, I don't doubt that it'll continue to get better and better. And I, I do hope you had the, the opportunity to, to do sequels. The, this movie was fun. It was, uh, it was raw. It was really good. It, I, and I do uh, enjoy your performance uh, quite a lot. So um, tell me then, how excited were you to uh, become a part of the Mortal Kombat universe when you found out you were going to do it? <laughs> Honestly, I was so... Um in 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 shock because at that time i don't know when i last talked to you but um after like before i got the role i was kind of in a state um where where it didn't went the way i wanted it to go with with my career and um because i wanted to well i i made a decision to become a professional actor and move away from the stunts Right, I remember. Yeah, because I I do really respect, you know, stunts and and that whole department. It's just a choice, f personally for me, that I made because I wanted to pursue, you know, a career in front of the camera. So that wasn't easy because obviously, you know, some people in the business they would think, oh, because you have that background, you cannot do this, or you get kind of stigmatized and. You know, so to get out of that was quite a task. Eventually it worked out as we, as we know right now, but, and then also in my personal life, you know, my, there was a, I had a girlfriend who broke up and then I didn't have a, the opportunities for a, the right acting gig at that time. And I was kind of lost in, in this, in that space. I really didn't know what to do. And I made, when I was uh, really young already, I made um, a promise to myself that if I hit 30 and I haven't made it yet as an actor, at least being in one feature film with a, a role that is worth talking about, then I would, I would just do something else. I would pursue another career because I think uh, I'm that kind of person who goes all in once i made a decision then i just do that and and i just focus on that and give it a hundred percent so i uh <laughs> added pressure to myself from a young young age already on because i think it's partly because i grew up in germany and watching kids from china training in martial arts from a, such a young age i was always like 
as a kid already, I was like, oh my God, what? They're so much better. They're so good. Like, okay, if I really want, want to have a career in martial arts as a martial arts actor, I, I need to work tw twice as hard. I need to train twice as much. So from an early age on, there was this kind of pressure. <laughs> and, um, and, and just when I um, hit 30, I, I received the call. Like not on the day, but like somewhere in that in that period. That's amazing, and 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 that felt like a relief to be honest. Because, I mean, up until now, I still you know, I think I worked the best with being under pressure. That's just who I am. But I felt like the ease, easiness coming in, and and then. You know, once I got the job, I just um, immediately went to work and I did research on a character and I, I prepared and physically, but also, you know, did a lot of research on Mortal Kombat and the whole game and everything. And and I just went from there. That's a, that's a, a lot of pressure to put on yourself, but that's an amazing story of, of perseverance and really just kind of, kind of believing in your ability and, uh, and uh, sticking to that path. So congratulations, because that's a hell of a role to, to be the, the role that cements your path thank you well i think you know frankly speaking i think if you don't believe in yourself who will you know yeah if you have to be the center of gravity you know because like it has to come from within you otherwise it will not happen at least i believe so yeah it's strange man there's this kind of energy that I feel is inside me that wants me to always push to the next thing and get better. I think that's the ultimate goal is to try to always grow and expand and, and get better and learn more. Um, so I don't think of it as, okay, I've achieved this thing. Now I stop, right? Now I just lay back and relax. <laughs> totally not that actually. Once I receive something, I immediately want to do the next thing. So that's kind of like the whole energy that that I have. I don't know. <laughs> no, it, it's good. And it's, it's exciting energy. But uh, Now, you mentioned that you had to do some research. Were you familiar with Kung Lao before you got the role? I was familiar, but not that much, to be honest. I knew Liu Kang. I knew the 95 film. But in the 95 film, there was no Kung Lao, right? So... Only if you're a real fan of Mortal Kombat, you know all the characters. And and I knew that he was existing, but I, I didn't, you know, I was not like that much into it at that time. So, yeah, once I got the role, I um, I bought the, the game MK11 and um, I just, just researched and researched and I found so many similarities. That's, that's like... Um, Another thing, right, that feels like a blessing is that Kong, Kong Lao's fighting character, uh, fighting style is very, like, we have, we share a lot of similarities from the get-go. When I started to get into the martial arts, I did um, a year of, of Wing Chun. So within that year, I learned, like, the basics. So the basic, basic punching, blocking, and uh, the form forms. And then I went to... Well, I went to compete actually later on in like a Southern Wushu, like Kung Fu styles. And within that style, you have a lot of 
Tiger, Crane, like Honga, Choilefat, that kind of stuff. Uh, short movements, but like uh, powerful, right? And um, man, when I when I saw Kong Lao in the game, I was like, that's exactly what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Even the head throw. Like I've been doing the similar kind of movement without throwing head, but just like emulating um, as if I would hit someone. Like those movements I had already studied and and it was a huge advantage because it saved a lot of time for me to not having to learn too much new things, but to actually just try to make what I have had already better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now there's a there's a story that um, you performed some trick, some uh, cool move for I think the director or, or the producer. Uh, I, I'm not sure, so I, I, I'm going to need you to explain it to me. But uh, you demoed some kind of move, and they were like, "Man, that's amazing! We have to put that into the movie." Yeah, probably didn't only happen one time. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I, I I like to just when I'm on the set, I like to give suggestions and like my my input. And I'm very grateful that Simon, the director, you know, was you know had, had such an open ear to what I was was saying i think it was the probably you know the open opening the entrance scene of kong lao uh where he comes in with like a spinning jump kick and it must have been that i'm not sure but yeah i i, I remember doing it on a day and and uh, i mean no wires or anything right just like um just like that and i think uh, probably it was the that one, that that kick, where they went, like okay, let's let's take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's cool. Now, um, then let's go back. Then, so how did you become involved with the film in the first place? Because you, you talked about being this kid from Germany and you wanted to be in in the movies somehow. So you left stunts, you want to be an actor, and this is where you landed uh, in and around your thirtieth birthday. So how did you become involved with Mortal Kombat? Uh Funny, you know, I was on Facebook, I remember, and there was this um, news, okay, they're shooting Mortal Kombat in Australia, and I had just a couple of years ago finished on a film called Bleeding Steel, uh, where I was directing the action, and then um, we, we shot parts of that in in australia so i had some some contacts of people who worked in the film industry over there and i immediately reached out to them and i was like oh is there like do you know do you do you guys know anything about the the casting and because i would love to be on that movie i would love to audition for it but they didn't know so what actually happened was i went to america for the first time in my life to find representation as an actor. Actually, I have to have to give props to my mom because she pushed me to do it. She was like, you have, to, oh, nice. you have to go now because otherwise you're getting too old. You have to, you have to, because I was always working in, in, a lot in China. And then she was like, no, man, you, you have to now try the other market, try America. So what happened is I bought a ticket without knowing anyone there. And then I still had like one or two contacts who helped me to meet some people. And one of the people, one of the guys was a producer who 
who I met, uh, you know, we had a coffee in, in LA and he was like, um, you know, you're like mixed guy, you know, Asian, but European, like, I don't know if, if there's any for you, anything for you here, you know, cause you, you gotta be either or, you know, you gotta, I was like, um, no, man, I came here for a reason because I have a message to tell. And I told him that I want to bring back the spirit of martial arts into, uh, into the, into the movies. Awesome. And because I think, and that's still my, my goal and, and what I pursued today is to, to fill martial arts films with the spirit and the meaning of it rather than just performing a couple of movements. Um, anyone can do that today. You know, you see like people on Instagram doing like 720 or even triple backflip. I don't, I don't know, but um, <laughs> it's crazy. Right. So in terms of athleticism, there's like no, no limit at the moment. So people forget about sharing the message and, and, putting it into um, incorporating it into a good story and, and all of that. So, well, I told him all of that and um, right away he picked up his phone and he introduced me to another director who I met two hours later. And then this guy helped me to sign up with a management in LA. So they then, you know, put me out for a couple of castings and, um, and then ultimately I auditioned for Mortal Kombat back in Germany. And um, well, at first it didn't work out because I was auditioning for Liu Kang. And um, so life went on and I wasn't thinking about it anymore until they, they called me one night and said, well, we went back into the library of auditioning tapes and we had to find this last character Kung Lao and the director thinks that you you really fit this role so they yeah it was like a miracle um wow like last minute because that was the last character that they were casting <laughs> wow what a great story and uh so indirectly you have to thank your mom for your Kung Lao <laughs> I have to thank my mom for everything because she's always you know um because I come from um family of just musicians and artists and my mom is um a voice coach and also an actress so she really always supports me with my decision making and gives me good advice and kind of like a manager already <laughs> but uh, yeah i'm very thankful for her support yeah that's great, though, to have that support in, in your corner, because uh, particularly in your industry where uh, it's full of rejection and backstabbing and that kind of stuff. So, you know, to have that in your corner to, to keep pushing you to to make the good decisions and the, and the right choices. Oh, good for you and good for her, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm so lucky because it, it gave me, like, um, gr growing up, like I said, in like a family of artists gave me a very, very good foundation to kind of be free with what i do because i think if you grow up in another in another scenario when people when you know your parents they don't really know what you're doing or they don't support it or don't accept it it's 
must be quite hard to break out of that. So it it's definitely an advantage. Did she support your martial arts studies in the in the early days too? Uh, yeah, I think my mom didn't really know what martial arts was. I start <laughs> like probably like other parents were like, okay, they're probably just fighting or I don't know. <laughs> uh, once I showed her, you know, the black and white tapes of Bruce Lee talking and and she was listening to all the philosophical aspects. She was like, wow, okay, now I get it. And so from then on, she was being very supportive. I mean, my dad is partly um, the reason why I, I started martial arts because he introduced me to the Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan films from an early age. Of course. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right then. That uh, speaking of the martial arts, then and and bringing that uh, the meaning to it, the martial arts talent in Mortal Kombat is literally off the charts. It's crazy how much talent you guys assembled for that film. Um, what did that bring to the whole production? And were you able to do what you want to do and kind of incorporate some of the meaning of the martial arts into all of that? I think so. I think so. Speaking for myself, they're actually some of the scenes that haven't been used in the final version where Kong Lao is sharing a lot of uh, martial arts philosophy with the audience. Um, but it was probably the right decision to cut it out from the film because of the storytelling aspect. But even without the scene, I think sometimes it's not so much about the dialogue and what are you saying more than how you say it right so the whole overall character of kong lao i mean his whole appearance i wanted it to be to f make the audience feel like oh okay this is uh, a guy who embodies martial arts so yeah kind of like um getting the message across without talking too much. <laughs> and then with the fighting, I mean, look, I I would always love to do more, right? <laughs> so I hope we, we, we hopefully get a sequel or even, I don't know, a spinoff or something where we can show that Kong Lao is doing even more and have more fight scenes and have more dialogue and all of that. Yes, anytime. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, what was it like then playing off of all of those other guys in the film? Again, all martial artists, all uh, really super skilled. And uh, that had to be a, a kind of environment where you guys fed off of each other's energy to just keep pushing the uh, the martial arts higher and higher. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was so great to talk to all these guys because sometimes after filming, we would meet up all in the hotel room and we would um, sit together and watch like our favorite fight scenes from all sorts of martial arts films and would have discussions hours long about what is a good fight scene, what is a bad fight scene, what makes a good film, what makes a bad film. And having that conversation with people who understand what it's about, it was amazing. It was amazing. Finally, you feel like, oh, there's someone out there who, who thinks the same, you know? And it was great having that conversation. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there's so many talented people in that film, like, like Joe Taslim, for example, um, 
or Hiroyuki Sanada or you know they 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 all they all great that's fantastic. Um, what was the training like then with with uh, you guys to stay ready and and stay in fighting form for Mortal Kombat? Well, luckily at that time I was in Beijing, China, and um, Jackie Chan does have like the biggest training facility. Yeah, yeah, over there. So, yeah, I was there training for like two months, I think, before the production started. And then once I arrived, there was another martial arts teacher. Uh, Nino Pilla from Australia, who his background is like Jeet Kune Do. Yeah. Um, and, and I got to the chance to train with him for some, you know, um, to, to get a bit more knowledge about uh, Jeet Kune Do and, and other stuff, other fighting styles. So it wasn't uh, too much uh, time given, I think, but yeah, we all made the best out of it. And there were some actors who actually didn't have any background in martial arts. So they really had to, during those two months, they had to like work a lot. And I think they did, they did great because um, I think the, the final results, yeah, I mean, speaks for itself. It definitely does. It's, it's great action. Uh, and it's, it's really um, gratifying to see real martial artists doing some of this stuff so it, it comes across on screen and i think you you guys did a wonderful job um do you have a favorite scene that you performed in the movie i mean people say that the most um outstanding scene was the fatality scene with kung lao <laughs> they remember the most and no spoilers no spoilers no spoilers but i thought it was it was pretty cool yeah just the combination of visual effects and how the fatality is executed uh plus like that favorite line and that that you know that that line that <laughs> yeah. delivers <laughs> just it just uh adds that on top feeling to it so i i really much enjoyed that one that's cool but now uh I assume you've watched the movie all the way through several times, at least. Uh, do you have a favorite scene uh, that you uh, enjoy watching just as a fan, not necessarily as Kung Lao uh, or the the actor? Oh, definitely. I, I have actually two favorite scenes. The first one would be the opening scene with Wariuki uh, oh, and Joe Tedlin fighting. And then the ending scene, you know, with re the rematch. Uh, <laughs> I think those two scenes gave the film a frame, um, a strong frame uh, and a good storyline. Um, I do like it because, especially the first scene, I think it, the way they shot it was, you know, mostly wide angles and not too much camera movement. And um, it just shows both of their performances. In a, in a very honest way. And it, it also gets you emotionally because, you know, I don't, no spoilers again, but people die and you feel for them. And sure, sure. Yeah. So I thought it was great. That's awesome. And, and uh, your filmmaker's eye coming out there <laughs> talking about that. But um, so tell me a little bit more about that because um, there's been talks about sequels. Hopefully it happens. Spinoffs maybe. Uh, what would you... Uh, speaking as a filmmaker, what would you like to see in terms of further developing the Mortal Kombat universe? Um, well, you know, I've, I've been 
also reading the reviews, the good and the bad stuff. So sure, I've been taking that all in and I add my own perspective to it. So to make the fans happy, but also from my standpoint, I think I would love to see more uh, character development um, and maybe don't have, you don't have to have too many, but just focus on a couple and, and, you know, really tell their story and get into their background and what their motivation is within the world of Mortal Kombat. I'd love to see that. I would also love to see more fight scenes and make them even, well, get people sucked into the moment even more watching it. So without having to cut or anything like too much cutting, because I think like, um, when you have people who can do all those movements, you want to enjoy it and in its purest form. So editing, cutting and all of that is kind of a way to get around it. If you don't have the talent in front of the camera. So if you do, then I think you can just let them, let them do the work. You know, I'd love to see more of that. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, and like I said, I hope it happens. Uh, there's so much story left to tell, so many characters to explore, uh, and that would be uh, something that the fans would really dig into and just keep following along as it, it continues to develop. Um, now, uh, Kung Lao's iconic bladed hat was incredible. It looked great in the movie. You you wielded it like a pro. It's like part Captain America's shield, part flying guillotine. <laughs> um, how How did it feel to play with such an awesome toy? It's amazing because if I wouldn't have that toy, <laughs> that hat, the character would be like any other character, just like not special. So the hat is what actually eventually makes him outstanding. I think I do think that the the hat um, in a way also like when whenever Kong Lao puts it on, he doesn't give a, away too much of his uh, weaknesses if you want so yeah so it, it feels almost like he's being very mysterious and 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 hiding some of his uh qualities or of his character so i think that's part of the reason why it makes this character so interesting um and in terms of fighting it's cool because i don't have to think too much about like um new movements it's all given it's all out there in the in the games and yeah it's 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 pretty good because if i would have played someone else then i might not have a special power or any then i would just have to work with my ha my hands and feet and create something uh outstanding with that but you know I, this 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 uh hat help me so much <laughs> i imagine that it's it's hard to not feel super cool with that hat on uh it just to when you start posing with it and you're you're looking at yourself and uh the way that you show up on screen uh there's that real sense of that hat's gonna do some damage and that dude's a badass right it's funny you have to when you wear the hat uh, you have to, like when the camera is filming you, you have to find always the right angle that you see your eyes because you don't want to wear it too high. If you wear it too high, it looks kind of silly. <laughs> farmer boy. So you have to kind of wear it like 
<laughs> just uh, a little bit um, above your eyebrows, and then if you if you tilt uh, too low, then you won't see your your face. So <laughs> it was a constant like. Sometimes Simon was like, "Man, I can't see your like." You know, you have to stand differently, like move. <laughs> and uh, that was funny. Yeah. But I, I always thought that um, when I did my research on the character, I I was comparing him a bit to uh, the the Western, like the cowboys. And because they always come off as very cool, but also mysterious when they wear hats, you know, cowboy hats. And reminded me a lot of about about the westerns very cool very cool was it heavy the the actual hat that you had to wear on set or was it uh was it really light it was heavy it was heavy um it was difficult to fight with it because every time i move the hat would move too um so we had to find a way to really fix it onto my head and that that wasn't always um we weren't always successful with that so sometimes we would use like a a 3d hat so i'm basically throwing nothing but yeah yeah i think if we do part two we have to find a better way how to <laughs> the hat during the fight scenes uh then i can i can do even more <laughs> awesome awesome now did you get to keep the hat oh uh, no oh. <laughs> wish i wish <laughs> that's that would have been a cool keepsake for sure yeah. um now, uh, besides being an actor and a filmmaker, you're also a musician, a very talented musician, by the way. Uh, you released this awesome music video uh, tied to the whole Mortal Kombat universe. How did that come about? Um, that's a good question. Well, first of all, I think um, I just want to not fall into the category of just being like, oh, okay, he's just an action guy. He just knows how to do some movements, but you know, that's, that's about it. I don't want to fall into that category category. You know, I want to, I think, um, be seen as just, a an actor in the first place. And so one of the qualities that I also want to show is like, you know, I can, I can perform with my voice as well, you know? So, uh, I hope it will show the people that, that it's not that narrow only with the martial arts of course that's the 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 main focus but actually the 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 lyrics and all of that i mean the song is called flawless victory right for those of you who don't know so um i just felt at that time i had to contribute in a way to the movie <laughs> maybe uh no but also kind of um express a bit what I felt at that moment because it um like I told you earlier right I I, I set myself a goal and, okay when I I'm 30 and I want to achieve this and that and so when I did I felt that I, I had to somehow release that and share that energy with with someone and I wanted to get it out of my system so I, I wrote the song so that's what it is <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, tell people where they can uh, go see the video. Uh, yeah, you guys can watch it on YouTube. Um, I have my own YouTube channel, Max Huang. And you can also uh, stream it anytime on iTunes, Spotify, and all, all the streaming services. 
Awesome. And then what about you? What do you have going on now that you can talk about? Um, interesting question. Right now, I'm just trying to find the right project. You know, okay. I, I don't want to do, I don't know, I just want to keep up a good level. I think good quality. So um, let's, let's wait and see, but I don't want to rush too much. Um, if there's a good project, then I'm definitely up for it. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see There there are some projects that I cannot talk about at the moment, but, um, once they're confirmed, then I'll let you guys know. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. And, uh, with, with all of the skill that you possess, uh, acting, uh, stunts, fight choreography, filmmaking, and music, you can do the entire movie yourself. I'm sure. <laughs> well, thank you, man. But, um, that 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 is one of the goals that I actually have is to I don't doubt it to make my own feeling. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I'm just I'm like a control freak, right? I like to be in control of of the movie because yes, being an actor is great because people will see you and you can perform and all that, but um, the downside of it is you only have that much to say about the final product. So sure. for the future, I think definitely directing, producing, and, and also acting in, in one project, because if there's anyone to blame, you can blame me. Okay. It was, wasn't good. <laughs> right. But at least I, I try and I give it my best. So if someone would give me the chance, I swear I will not disappoint you. Well, you know, it, you've put it out into the universe before already. So I, I don't doubt that uh, you've, you've put this out there uh, and it's going to manifest for you because that's the kind of uh, spirit that you have apparently. So best of luck with that because I, I, I don't doubt that uh, whatever you uh, invest that energy into is going to be something spectacular as you did with Kung Lao and, and uh, Mortal Kombat. So Congratulations on the success of that film. Number one, it's out on HBO Max. It's in theaters. Uh, and Kung Lao is super awesome in it. That hat is amazingly cool. Uh, so enjoy that and enjoy uh, Max Wong's performance in it. Um, and I, I absolutely look forward to whatever else you have going on. So best of luck with everything and stay healthy, all right? Oh, thank you, man. Same to you. Stay healthy. And um, hope to talk to you next time again when I'm on another project or... Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. I love having you on the show. And uh, uh, whenever they do that Kung Lao spinoff, I'll be that first in line. Appreciate it, man. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. My most sincere thanks to Max Wong for coming back to the show in the middle of what I can only assume is a ridiculously crowded press junket time for him. I'm beyond thrilled for his success with Mortal Kombat. And just as with our last conversation, I'm inspired by the guy's perseverance and courage, and I wish him nothing but more success in the years to come. But judging by his ability to manifest his own destiny thus far, I'm sure he's already well on his way. Mortal Kombat is now in theaters and on HBO Max, so get over here and check out Earthrealm's deadliest haberdasher, Kung Lao, and revel in Max's awesome performance. And speaking of performances, head over to Max's YouTube page to check out his latest track, Flawless Victory. Then go to his Instagram and let him know that you checked out his interview right here on the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. All those links are in the show notes. And while you're at it, give me a follow on all my socials as well. And if you're so inclined, feel free to buy me a coffee because every little bit helps keep me producing this show. 
That donation link is in the show notes as well. Now, if you're not able to do that, you can help out every bit as much by leaving me a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. Believe me, this show is nothing without you guys, so thank you for helping us grow and keep growing. Until next time, Poison Clan, peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. Shouting monks on their hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless idea roaming over the land. Yeah, the little big soldier is old and wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to raise jars. Fight for the cars, then pass here. The blast on the end back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but boards don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewels here, David D is coming back. The Tai Chi master, Jet Li's even faster. The channel little dream because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time in China, Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see Maggie show your spine off. Golden Swallow has arrived. Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive. We've got the brave archer make his way to the top of the mountain, gonna fight. May as well pick a spot. Yeah, the sky goes black, cut the vampire's back. We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all to stand back. He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword, and our sword will travel until his body's on floors. Yeah, Wing Chun Shaolin and Man is style. Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles. Blood will spill now on the mountain tops when we bring back the soul of the legendary pops. Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's war. We smash the place up with a dragon claws. We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See, it's a game of death, yo, you're facing the big boss. It's once upon a time in China, counting the TikTok. The Shogun assassin slashing blood of just did drop. The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop. Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins. He's got Irma just in yellow, but she is in the dragon, but in the tea rooms. That's where it'll happen. She got the parties on the floor when the blood it'll splatter against the wall. No fear at all, to kill them all. There's always blood spilled when you head into a war. Fearless. Unleashed The fist of legend that the car jet leave I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these There's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we get it drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place Awesome, yeah, I, lo- I enjoy this podcast because You know, it's focused and centered around martial arts And martial arts and so... And you obviously you you have a lot of knowledge about it, so it's it's always great to to talk to someone like you who who understands what he's talking about. <laughs>